only ever be where you are right now. What is your podcast? It's the major investment in your life, right? The journey will always be your journey. Yo, what is good, my friends? It is Adam here from the Bordeaux Podcast. Welcome to episode 97, How to Let Go of a Broken Relationship. Now, this tasty episode is brought to you by Bordeaux.com, as always, where you guys can pick up my ebook, The Crash Course to Kick-Ass Day Game, a little action guide right there to get you sorted on your day game journey. Holy shit, that's good stuff. Uh, booking one-on-one Skype sessions as well, Skype coaching, dive in on just cracking through your limiting beliefs, setting up action plans, whether it be dating-specific, whether it be just life-specific just busting through the paper walls in your minds to create actual change in your life. Inquire about ongoing uh, packages. That's where the real shit, real changes to be made. All through boldoja.com. And of course, the boot camps, my friends. The boot camps for sure. So we need to talk about this. Upcoming boot camps in the US. We are officially booked in for New York. as June 7 and 8th. There is one position remaining on that boot camp day game. But I'm also available for the following weekend in New York for sure. And for those of you that are in different parts of the US, I highly recommend New York for Day Game because I did run a boot camp there a couple of years ago. It's incredible. But for those of you in LA, if you want me to come down to LA, shoot me an inquiry at Bordeaux.com. Uh, or if you just want a different dates in New York, just let me know because it's going to be a time. Also, because I'll be up in that area, for those of you in Canada, shoot me a message as well. I'm not, I'm not uh, bogged down to that UK as well because it's going to be your summertime. Let's have a banger of a time. Just send me a message, Bordeaux.com. Get that illumination of the path going. Uh, boot camps. Yes, sir. Now, if you guys would like to support this podcast, you can do so by donating anything you wish through the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. Anything you guys donate is so greatly appreciated and it's just, it blows me away. I really thank you for that. Now, in today's session, we get some inspirational shit going. We talk about how to identify whether your relationship is broken and how to really ascertain, are we on the same journey together? Are we going down the same path we thought we were? Is this something that can be compromised on? Is this something that we can make repairs and changes within? It's really a diagnosis at the beginning, and then towards the second half, we really go into how to execute on separation, what that really means, how to detach, how to detach from the seeds of suffering that you are laying within these relationships, and you know, just this letting go process. It's it's it gets very inspirational. I will say that right from the get. I'm still hyped up right now. I'm still hyped up right now. So you guys dive in. I'll catch you guys at the end. Boom. Yes. What's good, my friends? Welcome back to the Potto. It's been a sweet minute. And today we're going to be diving in on how to let go of a broken relationship. How do we even just isolate when you are in a broken relationship, when it's now gone beyond the point of repair, where you're, you're two, it's you and this girl, it's you, you and this guy, you're going down the river together, you got your boats together. And for however many years, it's been good. You've experienced so many crazy things together. You've learned about yourselves. You've grown together in ways that you never even really imagined you could have. But then all of a sudden, you're starting to see these signs, these signs of disrepair, these signs of, and even like disrepair is a negative way, the negative path, which we will paint out. But it could even be just the fact that you two are growing apart in a positive way in which that there is no bad blood and that you can leave things on a good step and a good way in the good light. And so we're going to paint out that as well. But it's really just, I feel like, because we've got some context today, my friends. We've got some context on the, uh, in the DMs. Shout out to the gram. How do we take one? Get there. And I want to, I want to, I will get to that, but just hang on a second. Cause I've been liking, even though it's been a few, uh, it's been a while since we hit up the bottom. I think it's been probably three weeks, maybe with a little bit of whistle. There might be three weeks or so. We've got some shit to catch up on. I've got a triple shot matcha here with some sparkling water. Uh, we, we got boot camps in New York coming up. We got some shit to talk about, but I've, I've liked 
listening back to the last few photos, how tactical it is right from the first few minutes. So even those of you that had got terrible shithouse uh, attention spans, you at least get something in the first five minutes. So let me just get some of this old matcha. It's just, it's just what I imagine heaven to be. Listen, I'm not Christian. <laughs> I'm not Christian, but a triple shot matcha with sparkling riddle. That's ridiculous. Oh, fuck. That's good. Okay, we'll discuss that later. Anyways, so I was talking about before that there's both a negative and positive way that you can interpret a broken relationship. It's not, you know, broken sounds a little bit off. It sounds, it sounds darker. It sounds darker for sure. But if you could, uh, I use it as a clickbaity word. It's a clickbaity word for sure, because what I'm really talking about here is misalignment. Now, putting that in the YouTube description or the photo description, uh, how to let go of your misalignment, you might miss a few people. Might miss a few people on that. I know the hardcore of you would be like, oh, yes. Yes, let's dive in on this. But for those, I'm trying to capture as many people as I can. And, you know, we go into the real shit after it. So you just want to look at, and that's all today's going to be, my friends. We're just going to be identifying misalignment in your relationship. Listen, if, if you're listening to this potter, you're either in a relationship right now in which that you are sensing the possibility that you could be misaligned, that the relationship could be broken, and you might be thinking, so are we going to attempt to repair? To what extent do we repair? To what extent do we try and work with our counterpart to try and repair the relationship? Because I've caught flack before. I've caught some shit before from people who, th- who think I'm a little too brutal with just cutting things off and not giving things a chance and not trying to work through things. And maybe I've given that impression. I can't, I can't decide how you guys are going to perceive what I say, but I've never explicitly ever encouraged that. I've always done the opposite. I've always explicitly encouraged that we show the empathy, have the care, have the compassion to work with our longtime partners to be able to see if they are willing to change. And I was actually just discussing this with someone just the other day who's currently in what I would uh, perceive to be a broken relationship. What I would say is a misaligned relationship. And I was discussing with her that, listen, young lady, no matter how many faults no matter how far off your partner is in terms of just maybe it could be narcissism, it could be just selfish behaviors, it could be lack of care and concern for her wants and desires and where she's at, etc. List them off. You know, you could just be with someone who has every issue in the book. But if they have the desire to change, then that's all we need because then we can work with that person. You know, give me someone who's on that one out of 10, give me that one out of 10 person. And I don't mean like the one in 10, I mean, one out of 10, so the scale of zero to 10, it's a 10 being uh, in this example, 10 being, uh, 10 being a God, zero being an absolute fish. Give me that one, but that one wants to change. That one has the desire to evolve themselves. We can do work. And I guess just starting off the bat here, I mean, fuck the context, right? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Just starting off here. If your part, this is the first port of call. You have to ascertain whether your partner, if you feel like you're in a broken relationship, a misaligned relationship, and we will just we will describe what that means more when we dive into my man's context here on the gram. And we take one. <laughs> um, where was that with that? All right, that sh- fuck fucking gram, right? Uh, if you do feel like you are potentially going to, you're going to be in that position, the first thing I want you to look at is. Does my partner even show the seeds, the seeds of change? Could this one day be cultivated into something new, something, something much better? 
Because if that is not there from the beginning, then I, that's when you've probably heard me in other pieces of content go real hard and say, don't waste your time with those people. Don't waste your time with people that do not have the desire to change. Because if you have, because then it's just, it's just pissing in the wind. You're pissing in the wind. Nothing's going to happen. And I would rather myself, at least from my perspective, save that piss for something that's, <laughs> doesn't work. Save that, uh, save that energy, save that effort, save that desire within myself to help someone and take that and put it into something else, redirect it, redirect our energy into what's important to us. So that's what we're going to be diving into. There's a lot to get into with isolating and analyzing what a misalignment actually is versus, uh, and not versus, but other things as well, many things, many things, okay? So let me get back to this matcha for a second, <laughs> even though this is not the matcha podcast, although it kind of is. Some of you, I know you guys love, fucking love this. So when I said triple shot matcha, what that really means is that I've got triple the amount, the triple the dosage of matcha that I would normally have. Reason being is because I just got, a, I'm pretty much about to run out. And I got a new tin, so shout out to T2. And so I, uh, I decided, fuck it, instead of like trying to have two half-ass bowls of matcha, I'm just going to load as much as I can into it just to finish it off. Oh, so delicious. And then what I've got is not quite, I, sh- I should be honest, it's not quite full-blown sparkling. Because uh, the Santa Vittoria brand, uh, definitely number one. The Santa Vittoria brand is number one sparkling mineral water down here in Australia. It's not even an Australian brand. It's an Italian brand, but it's, it's the best. Uh, when that shit is fresh, when you pop that bottle fresh, that shit will melt your face right off. So this is like a half open bottle. So it's not quite as powerful as that because I've tried that. I've tried that. I've tried matcha with a fresh bottle of sparkling mineral water. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. You've got to kind of take a half bottle that's had time to let some of the carbonation out. You're going to get yourself some shit. <laughs> Welcome to the Barcher Podcast. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So if my energy levels are going to be a little bit off the charts today, I, I do apologize. Well, no apologies, but that's why. That's why. So yes, we've got the context. I'm not going to mention this dude's name. <laughs> it's probably like seven, eight minutes in. We haven't even got to the context. But that's what I liked about the last couple of bottles, that it was uh, really, really just super tactical from the beginning. And... Uh, we're going to dive into some shit. So I've um, got to be really careful around his context because it's extremely detailed. It's a long-term relationship. They've been together for five years, I believe. And he's, he messaged this to me this morning. This is, this is hot off the fields, my friend. This is being picked fresh from the old matcha fields. And so I'm going to... I have technically already responded to him in some video messages so it's not technically raw thoughts, but it's pretty damn close. I haven't spent too much time on it. So I'm going to read this out. Oh, that's the other thing. The context is not going to make a lot of sense for two reasons. Number one, that doesn't sound good, but hang on. For number one, he does not have English as the first language. So I'm going to have to word around that. And also part two, his context, I'm not sure if it's like it's like half, it's the, the latter end of the message. It seems like he missed a lot. And I'm not sure if that's because he was really emotional at the time or... He didn't quite send over the grand fucked up. I don't know. So anyways, the overall message of what he's trying to say does get conveyed. And so we'll work around it. Let's get to this context, my friends. So uh, I'm just going to call him Steve-O. I'm referring to him as Steve-O, even that's not even close to his name. Uh, because there's just too many too much sensitive information in here. I've even got to word my way around that stuff. So he sends to me, says to me, I'm actually going through this right now, bro. And Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is the main source of energy and higher purpose, in brackets, is my passion. That keeps me going and fight the good fight. 
she finally told me, in brackets, Steve-O, you either make this work or be honest. We are in many ways totally different in the sense that she goes out with friends to drink more, and if she's not drinking with her friends, her friends are always grabbing a drink or two after work or sometimes even before work, or going to brunch, which also involves alcohol at freaking 12 p.m. <laughs> that's crazy in my book. Uh, that's in his words. As for myself, I'm busy working. Sometimes overtime, so I have extra cash to save and help my mom and pay for a tournament. So when I tell her, in quotes, no sex for two weeks because my tournament, because of my tournament, she'll fuss about that. You'd think she would understand after more than five years together. Uh, not to mention the three times she broke up with me in three months, all because I was busy being there for my family, working and training for a tournament and brackets. <clears throat> it's it gets me mad at it. It'd get mad at me. Oh, she, sorry, the wording in the English. She gets mad at me just because I don't want sex for two weeks. She loves sex every freaking week. It's draining. But I finally feel that it's come to a point where as much as it sucks, I must be honest in capitals. Because I know I was doing my part and it wasn't enough. It's like she doesn't care about my goals or jujitsu. Jujitsu. So... Yeah, actually, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. I think you guys get the message. As you can see, it kind of started halfway through his thought process, but it got to the most important part of the uh, thought process. Now, let me just reset this whole camp. So you see where he's coming at it from. And listen, when you guys listen back to that story, just look at the misalignment. Look at the misalignment. And this, I guess, is where we will begin this potto. We'll begin with identifying what a misalignment, a true misalignment is. And if you want to get into my mind, the way that I think about it is that when you take a, a man and a woman, oh, man and a man, okay, when you take a partnership in which that you guys decided that we're going to ride this journey in life together in a romantic sense, I view that as two boats going down the river. Now, it's not one boat, and I've often discussed this as that's actually what you want to completely avoid. You do not want to get into the situation in which that you completely forsake your purpose in life and you now give up everything that makes you, that keeps you on your path and your river, your journey. And you just decide to just tag along with this other person. Now, that's, that's, that's the seeds of attachment right there that will lead to some very dark places, extremely dark places. So, no, it's two boats going alongside together, a healthy relationship, and you both decided, well, we're just going to ride this journey alongside each other, right? We're going to be with each other, and we're going to make aligned decisions along this river. So, when it comes to a fork in the river, when it comes to decisions that need to be made, that we're going to make them together, and we're going to stick through that with each other. Now... In a macro and micro sense, this is where you're going to see the differentiation between what I feel is something that is repairable and something that is not repairable. If you want to look at, if you're a girl listening to this or if you're a guy listening to this and you want to paint this into your own relationship, because I guess this is how we're going to dive back and forward between Steve-O's message and your lives, the way that you're going to be able to differentiate, is this a give up situation? Is this a situation in which that, I'm this... This uh, screen keeps diving out. There we go. Is this, a, is this a give up situation in which that, hey, I just can't, there's no point in even investing any time or energy in this anymore and I just need to cut it off. This is how you're going to be able to tell. And so if you imagine these two boats going down the river, fork in the river, left or right. If you want to go left and she wants to go right, that's a complete misalignment. What does that look like in real life? In which that my desires in life, maybe it's say that I want to go spend the next six months, the next six, 12 months traveling the world. And I want you to come with me. You know, that's a huge life decision. If she's willing to do that with you, cool. Great alignment. No issue, right? 
But let's say that we take that we run we run with that one example. Let's say that no, nah, she doesn't she doesn't want to do that. That's not her that's not in her cards. That's not in her life. That's not in her journey. That's not her purpose. So why would you ask me to do that? There's a quite a fundamental split, quite a fundamental misalignment of where you two are in life right now. So you look at that, but to now counter off and say that you to really give you the perspective here, let's say that you do go off on that six, twelve months. And you find along the way that, oh, she wants to go to this country instead of that country. Or you want to go explore this place, she wants to go explore that place. That's repairable stuff. That's easy stuff that can be worked out. You know, it's like, take another analogy. You know, it's like, it's like cooking a meal, right? We, we want to be in the same kitchen together. Now, as to which recipe we're going to choose to cook, you know, that's stuff we can work with. That's stuff where compromises can be made. And that's an interesting concept, I guess, we've kind of just organically fell into, is to what extent do we make compromises for our partners? And I guess I've always felt this way. I've, I've, whether I've said it explicitly, I've always felt this way. Actually, I think I put up a piece of content on the gram just this week about this, which is that you always follow your intent. You always follow through with your intent while maintaining care, compassion, and empathy for the other person. And that's, I guess that's the roots here. And when I think about Steve-O's story with this girl who's about a completely different style of life. She's about a completely different style of life. She's on that 24-7 drink it up. She's on that pop and bottles lifestyle as, as uh, Steve-O paints it. And I think he would know he's been with her for five years. Okay. And this guy is, you know, if you, I, don't, I know a few guys who are uh, jiu-jitsu players. And for the most part, I guess I can't say broadly, I can't say generally, but the type of person who gets into jiu-jitsu and who actually does it for a lifestyle and actually, and this guy is more than a lifestyle, this guy is actually trained to compete. That's a different type of person. Anyone who competes in martial arts is a different kind of person, full stop, let alone the actual specific modality of a jiu-jitsu. Right? That's a completely different thing. And those type of people are very stoic. They're very stoic by nature typically quite introverted as well, typically uh, quite logical as well, as well. And I want to say logic, uh, logical kind, that's, that's maybe stepping out. I know some creative people who do jujitsu as well, but I, I just, jujitsu definitely attracts a lot of logical people because of the chess-like nature of it. I'm not saying he is, but let's just encapsulate it as, you know, a very stoic, likes to have his chill time, likes to have his time to himself, but likes to keep things, um, you know, if you, if you, you could, you could almost generalize and say, if you were to take the uh, stereotype of, Maybe like a, a Thai, a Muay Thai boxer. And uh, for those of you that aren't into martial arts, I'm, sorry, I'm trying to keep things broad, but I know these broad things. You know, like maybe that you live in that lifestyle where you hit up, you wake up and or you go for a run at eight, nine in the morning along the beach. You go train for three, five hours, and then you spend the rest of the day on the beach beating girls and having drinks. Yeah, that's a very Thai kind of lifestyle, Muay Thai kickbox lifestyle. Very different to the jujitsu lifestyle. Um, <laughs> anyways, all I'm saying is I'm trying to paint the contrast between these two. Now, obviously, if they've been together for this long, they've been able to harmonize this apparent misalignment. And maybe not even a misalignment, maybe the misalignment, it's not even a misalignment. It's just a juxtaposition, a contrast between each other that is quite intensely polarizing that could be, that I would say is very susceptible to misalignment. Let me say that when you got two people to come together from two very different worlds, it's not that it can't work. It's just that it is more susceptible if versus someone that is coming from or two people that are coming from very similar worlds. Because if 
if activities and desires and interests are already aligned, then it's it just match. It's a match. It's literally the match. But it's not to say that if you guys aren't coming from the same worlds that you can't make matches. And when I think back to my journey, at least the girls that I've been with, yeah, actually most of my previous, well, at least when I think about long-term relationships, most of my long-term relationships, most of those, but they kind of fell into it. We didn't start off as being very good matches, but they kind of fell into it. It's very hard to spend time around someone like me who is just 24-7 nonstop moving his body, always, always moving. It's very hard to spend a long time, a period of time with someone like that, be too romantically connected and not kind of fall into that. So when I think about at least some of the girls that I've been with that weren't necessarily fitness nuts, they eventually became fitness nuts. Hold on, let me reset here. So bringing it back, it's not necessarily that because she's the drink it up lifestyle and he's the uh, humble stoic jujitsu lifestyle. It's not to say that that is the reason for why these two have now seen this tremendous misalignment. Now, what it really comes down to is an honoring of where we are in the journey. And this is the real crux. If we can get tactical here, we can nail down a point right here for some, you guys take that bacon home straight to your mom. What it is, is do I honor where this person's at in life? And can I respect that that journey in and of itself, it's something very different to where I'm at. It's something that maybe I don't necessarily know a lot of. And even just acknowledging that, acknowledging that, your girl or your guy is in a different place of life right now. And I have the option. I have the opportunity to try and dive in on that, to try and understand what it's like. So if I was able to talk to this girl and she told me that, listen, it's not that I don't want him to be a jiu-jitsu player, but I just not about that life. I don't, I'm just, I don't know anything about it. What I would say to a girl or a guy in that position who has uh, just no knowledge, no understanding of what their partner's currently involved in is that will get involved. Understand. Right? That's incorporating and executing with empathy that if you don't want to give up on this relationship straight away, you're going to have to do this. And I guess give up is an interesting term I just use there. But maybe I should use cut off because maybe giving up and giving up and cut off, it's, it's, it's something for a little bit later on. It's something we will dive into in a second. But the first part of, the first thing I'm saying here is that, you know, we, we went on identifying what misalignment is to me. And actually, we can bring it down more, even more so, even more clear, even more specific here, which is that it's not a misalignment that these two are living two very different lives. The misalignment is that they currently, both of them, do not honor each other's current modality. You know, it's not all her. It's not all her for sure. And I, for Steve-O listening to this, I've got to paint this in for him as well because I don't know them. But based on his message... He didn't, he didn't throw me a lot, of, uh, a lot of ideas or a lot of, he didn't send me the kind of vibe that he's also actively trying to pursue an understanding of where she's at in her journey. I didn't get that vibe either. Not necessarily. I'm not saying that he's not. I'm not saying that she's not either. I'm just, this is going off purely based on what I've just read and doing the best I can, piecing out all the different uh, contexts I've been privileged to look at, hear from, see from, talk to over the last uh, eight to nine years or so. So I could take a wild swing though that neither are doing such a good job of that and therein lies the misalignment. You know, when, you, when you've when you got a partner who's in such a different world, it's either you make that jump to at least understand. Now, I'm not saying that you have to, that she now has to become a jiu-jitsu player. I'm just saying that, well, maybe she would benefit from understanding why he wants to take two weeks off of sex pre-tournament. Now, it's funny because that's a, it's a, it's a very, that's like a, it's a very superstitious thing amongst uh, martial artists. Uh, they feel that having sexual intercourse pre-tournament will drain them of their spirit energy. It actually goes very far back. 
Uh, but listening to uh, Mike Tyson talk to Joe Rogan, Joe asked him about that. And Mike was like, that's bullshit. <laughs> He's like, I was having sex the, the second before my fight. This is Mike Tyson talking. So it's a personal preference. It's, there's, of course, there's no scientific research behind it. It's just it's something that a lot of uh, martial artists get into. And so I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but if that's what he's choosing to do, you know, if she's going to be his long-term partner, this right here, this right here is something where I talked about the macro and the micro. It's not a deal breaker. It's not, it's not a boat separator. It is not a boat separator that these two have a misalignment between sexual needs and sexual activity. Now, I was actually thinking about starting this poto with some sex talk, with some talk on how when there is tremendous misalignment in sexual desire, that is pretty much the end of a relationship itself. Because when we really think about a relationship, you know, when you guys think about relationships, we've got a lot of society bullshit on top of that. If you could take apart the last hundred years, the last hundred years of our societal development, the really the industrialization of our society and all the changes we've been through through technology and the way our lives are set up nowadays, if you could just put that away for a second and dive back to the previous 10,000 years, previous 10, no, even further back than that. Let's go, let's go 150K. I think we're at 180. I think, I think we, I think I talked about this in the, not the last potter, but the potter before, something like that. I, I, it's somewhere around that ballmark where we think uh, oh, Homo sapiens started to form anyway, the modern modern humans, so to speak. Anyways, let's say that just going back for most of our human development, most of our human history, right? The idea of having to uh, manage these relationships with work, with your uh, uni, your study. Now I'm paying it out for you guys with your own individual cases, when you think about all the things that can get in the way of a relationship and all of these activities that you have in life, these things are very new things. They didn't really exist for a long period of time. And so at the core, to me anyway, at the core, a relationship right, is embedded within the sexual dance of the masculine and feminine energy. The core of a relationship has nothing to do with how you're going to get to work at 9 a.m. tomorrow and whether you're going to be able to pick up the coconut oil because she asked you to on the way home. It's got nothing to do with this girl wanting to go out and have brunch drinks and then have drinks at night and be drinking it up, right? This, it's got nothing to do with that. It's got nothing to do with his jujitsu and his tournaments. What it really has come down to is that if you could take all these things away, you take all these layers of society away and you just get to the core of what it is between you two. If we just took these two and stuck them on an island and all they had to worry about was survival, right? Then, then can you start to see where I will tackle this from. Because really, to me, that's the idea. The idea for me in understanding whether a relationship and whether you should be letting go of a broken relationship and identifying a broken relationship is that if at the core, at the core of our relationship, if we were stuck on an island together with the absolute bare essentials just to survive and we've just got to make our way and survive a life through this, take yourself into James Cameron's avatar. If all of a sudden we got dropped on Pandora right now, would we be good together? Would we be good together if we were stranded on an island together and had to live the rest of our lives together with nothing but the absolute bare necessities? Would we be good together? That, to me, is the ultimate. Like That's one of the ultimate ways you could ever just identify. Are we aligned in a sexual connection, in our sexual energies between your feminine and my masculine? Are we aligned together? And from there, we can build out our lives. When you have an understanding that, well, yeah, life is tough, 
society is tough. We've got so many layers of bullshit that just get in the way. The fact that we even have to work to exist, that's a fucked up mentality in my opinion, but it is the way it is. And so we've got to play this game. We've got to play this game in where we have to work to exist until we get to the point of absolute financial freedom in which that we can reverse that. But that's a tough climb. That's a tough climb if you want to do it right. If you don't want to be fucking people over and selling people snake oil and being this shyster and just, you know, throwing the old uh, throwing the old kibosh on people and trying to destroy other people. If you don't want to be doing that and you want to build a life in a way in which that I can be absolutely entirely, absolutely financial free, absolutely financial freedom. I'm going to have to work for that. And there's going to be a part and a journey in my life in which that maybe I'm going to try and harmonize that as best as I can to be earning that through a modality that sits well in my heart in which that I get up every single day knowing that this is my purpose and I'm going to be making the decision to prioritize the long term and the future to make sure I can keep serving people. And I know I'm really talking to myself right here, but just apply this to whoever you are, apply this to wherever you're coming out from and I'm going to do that. And even if that means for some of you at this time, at this time in life, I've got to work a bullshit job so that I can have some time in the day to be able to serve that high level purpose. Okay, is what it is, but I'm working towards this journey. And then, and then at some point, at some point we can get back to really how most of our human, most of our ancestors existed. We can get back to how most of our ancestors existed. That sounds weird coming out quickly. Say that quickly. Let me go with that again. We can get back to how most of our ancestors existed. There you go, son. Which is that they just lived to live. They didn't have to work to live. And if we can get to that, I know we went down a bit of a path with that, but driving it back up is that then you can build all that out with your girl, with your guy. But fuck all that for now. If you've got issues in a relationship, forget about his jujitsu, forget about her drinking it up at brunch, forget about all these other activities and things you have in your life. How is the sexual energy connection at the core level of you two? If you just take each other and you strap it on for an island, an island adventure, would you be good? I'm going to take a pause here and just let you answer that question on your own. This matcha is so good. Really think about it. It's key. It's absolutely key. When I think back to some of my uh, uh, ex-partners and when I think about when we were good and if I was to ask myself that question about the stranded on the island, when things were good, when things were aligned, 100%. 100%. And it's not, and this is, the, this is the perfect point. This is the perfect point, which is that it's not to say that there won't be issues. It's not to say that she might want to sleep under the stars tonight and I've decided that that's actually a bad idea because I can see these storm clouds coming in and we should probably go hunker up somewhere deeper in the island. No, it's not to say there's not going to be a fight over that and an argument where she might get pissed at that. You might get pissed. You storm off for a little bit. You get some coconut juice in. You try and create your own matcha if you can, right? And you and you work it out. You work it out over the next day. I'm not saying, but that's the thing is that you can come back to each other and know at the core level we're still aligned. You know, there's there's our own journeys of development to be had, and that's what needs to be recognized in all relationships that we're all growing and we're all evolving. And just because we've decided that we're going to ride out this island together, we're going to ride this river down together. Okay, that doesn't mean that we are not still all growing in and of itself and that we are not still attempting to do the best that we can. And that may not always be the best, you know, create the best outcome right now, but that's how we learn. And that's how we learn. And if we have that at the core, then we're always going to be good. Because what does that exemplify? A desire to change. 
a desire to grow, a desire to evolve. If I see that my girl has that, if you see that your guy has that, and you can keep working and there's no need to cut off this relationship and to let go of this relationship because in and of itself, that is not a broken relationship. One sec. To me, a broken relationship is the relationship where either party does not desire to change. That is the broken relationship because no matter how far gone you guys are, you could be extremely dysfunctional. You could be the most dysfunctional couple I've ever seen. But if both of you desire to change, and I mean it not in this this 21st century Fox style of change, I mean real, real desire to change in which that you're willing to put everything else aside. You're willing to scrap the rest of your societal-based lives because that's how much this relationship means and that we're going to get to the core energy-based relationship on a masculine to feminine polarity and we're going to work on this and we're going to do our best to isolate where are the compromises that are not being made, where can we make compromises, where can we learn more about our partner, where can we insert more empathy, receive more and just be just be growing, just be growing together. Where can, All that stuff can be worked out but only when both of you desire to change. So Steve-O, you listen to this, and I highly doubt your girl's listening to this, but if she were somehow listening to this, I'd say that's what you two need. Unless, unless you don't desire that. And this is my caveat. This is my kickback. Because this is not me telling you to break up with your partner or to stay with them. You know, it might have just sounded, that was pr- probably pretty inspirational. That was probably pretty inspirational just listening back to that right now. Hell yeah, fuck yeah, I want to... I wanna, I want to keep stay at this. I want to keep on keeping on this relationship. And it's got me hyped right now. No, that's not me telling you to do that either. Because it's both sides. Because what, are, what it is, what it is is that if you look at the flip, the not so inspirational side, which is that, okay, maybe, maybe you desire that. She doesn't desire that. We're well, going to have to make a tough choice. You're going to make a tough choice. You can't force that person. You can't force a person to change. You can't force your girl, Steve-O, to want to enact the empathy to try and understand your jujits just a little bit better. You can't, you can't force her to want to pre, maybe not pre, uh, pre, what is it, pre-curse, pre-tail? Uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, what is it? What is it? Pre-cur, not pre-cur. It's pre something your sexual desires pre pre nor pre I don't fuck I'll come back to it um, pre tail for some reason pre it's not pre tail though anyways yeah and all I'm trying to say here is that you can't force her to dial back on her brunch and drinking needs or desires to do that you can't force her to do that so in the event that you have an open direct honest communication with your partner and describing that this is where I'm at in life this is how I feel. This is how I feel us splitting apart. This is how I feel. If you want to take that island analogy, it's that you don't even want to be on this island with me anymore. It's like it's like you're constantly trying to skip islands. You're trying to hop islands, hop over to the next island. And it's not so much just a battle of whether we sleep under the stars tonight or whether we hunker down deeper inland. It's more that you don't. we're so misaligned, you want to be on a completely different island. We're so misaligned that you want to be in a completely different river to me. It's not a matter of whether we just want which oar is the best oar to paddle with. You know, this is what I'm trying to paint between you guys. So if you can sense that, then hey, man, that's when the point is to cut. That's the point when you guys maybe will start as we're diving in here and it's rolling on, it's organic. That's when you can truly ascertain, is this relationship worth continuing or not? Is this relationship worth fighting for or not? Do I just cut, cut, slice it up? Do I slice myself this, this, uh, this relationship off and just step into something new? 
And to me, that, that's it. I love the island. I love the island because the first time that I've just discussed this, I've never used the island analogy in this sense. I use the island a lot, actually, in different ways, but not in this sense. And how will you, how will you know that it's truly that this person just wants to be in a different island? It's just a completely different stage of life. That you will know because, one, they will not have two things. Number one, they will not have the empathy to understand why you even want to be on this island. That's the key. Part two is that they will not be willing to make any compromises whatsoever when it comes to decisions within the island. Map this out to real terms. It's quite clear this person is just not on the same journey as you in real life. They just have completely different desires and activities and that they're not even willing to understand, have the empathy to understand where you're at and what you're trying to do. There's that. But also number two is that they're not willing to make any compromises within their own path to help acquiesce to yours and vice versa. If you got those two things right there, then it's a cut for me. Then it's a, uh, you got to let go of this broken relationship. At that point, the relationship is broken. Now, there's something interesting that's just popping up into my mind here, which is on the desire to change. Yes, this is what I want. Yeah, yeah, this is good. That's good. Let's go into this. It's not necessarily a bad thing that you don't have the desire to change. Think about that. Think about that. Why might it not necessarily be such a bad thing that this girl does not have a desire to change? Let's say that Steve goes and comes off this potter, goes to fuck yeah, gonna have this conversation, sits down with her, lays out the T's and C's, goes through this conversation with her, paints his 50, inquires he inquires into her 50 to understand where she's at, and at the end of this conversation realizes, oh fuck, we don't even want to be on the same island together. And she doesn't even have the desire to want to fix what's going on within this island. Is that necessarily such a bad thing? I don't think it's necessarily such a bad thing. Why would most people, though, interpret that as being such a bad thing? Oh, oh, my partner doesn't want to change. My partner doesn't want to grow. My partner doesn't want to show me the empathy. Well, let's look at it. Why people, and this is where girls, I notice in particular, get fucked up by. A lot of girls get fucked up on this because they will sense that their male partner does not want to change to help. Whether that be in that just change in the sense of understanding her a little bit more or change in the sense that he's actually outputting negative mindsets, negative attitudes, negative behaviors, and he's not willing to change those, right? Girls get fucked up on that because they invested so much time in this dude. You know, let's say it's a two-year relationship, five-year relationship in this sense. Seeds of attachment are deep. Seeds of attachment are deep. And so a lot of girls in particular, I'm not saying guys don't either, don't get wrapped up on that. I'm just saying in particular, I've noticed this with a lot of girls, which is that they want to make their partner to change. And it's not that guys don't, and, and you know, just trying to get bogged down in genders here. It's just that I got to, I can't, it's not going to make for a very good conversation if I keep having to flip back between genders. So let me just speak on this for one second that as a woman, if you're listening to this, and as a guy listening to this, I kind of have to, it's like, it's too hard not to, you know, as a person listening to this, you shouldn't want, hmm, Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not going to say that, but I was going to say that I'm going to think about my words carefully there. No, I'm going to go with that. You shouldn't desire your partner to have the desire to change. If your partner doesn't want to desire, doesn't desire to change on their own, that's what it is. That's what it is because no matter how much you want them to change, if they don't want to change for themselves, it's never going to happen anyway. But you attaching yourself so deeply, entrenching and attaching your ego 
and who you are as a person to your partner in this relationship, that's where the pain is. That's where the suffering is. And let me just smack you right in the face. Let me melt you in the face with this quote that I recently heard, which is fantastic. Form itself doesn't contain suffering. It is attachment that contains suffering. Quote by Sheng Yi, I believe, from the Diamond Sutra. That's it right there. I meditated on that for a couple nights, actually. The suffering caused by having to depart from a relationship in which that you two have been together for many years at a time, but now all of a sudden you realize we're not right for each other. We've grown apart in different ways, whether it's positive, whether it's negative, where it's that, oh, he's just exploring different things, I'm exploring different things, that's cool. Or if it's more negative in the sense that, oh, this guy's... This guy or this girl is actually starting to become not the person I signed up to. They're actually becoming a toxic influence on me. They're executing toxic behaviors and mindsets. I need to get away from this person. But fuck, I invested all this time. I invested myself in this person. I attached myself to this person. Therein lies the suffering. Therein lies your suffering. And more suffering to be if you desire them to change. And listen to that. If you desire them to change. Right, in and of itself right there, what you're trying to tell me is that you need them to. You need them to change. And if you need someone to change, can you not see the pain deeply embedded within that? Because if they don't, what are you saying? If they don't, you're out. And no, you won't be out. Why not? Because that's a, that's a cup that can never be filled. Because you will always be able to say to yourself, I'll get, I just, they just need extra time. They just need extra time. One more month. I'll, I'll give them a little extra time. You know, he might not want to change now. She might want to change now. Give her a little more time. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. Why? Because they have to desire to change. So there's so much pain. So you're only prolonging. You're only prolonging your suffering. If you are predicating your relationship on this person changing. It's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting because I can sense paradoxes coming in your minds. I can sense uh, contrast and contradictions, and I'm trying to flesh them out as much as I can. And what I really want to say here, I guess, to try and bring it in a little bit, which is that you just put to your partner that if you don't change, if you don't, whether it be because it would take Steve O and his girl here, if we say, listen, listen, let's just call her Jenna. I don't know if that's her name, but let's call her Jenna. Listen, Jenna, if because of based on how I'm feeling about where we are in life, and that I feel like we're trying to, we're really just moving so far apart that. I want to, because of the time we spend together, I want to honor that. However, I'm not going to be attached to that. And if you aren't willing to show some aspect of change, some desire to change, then that's okay. That's your choice. And I'm a peace out. I'm a peace out because I'm not going to force you to do anything. I'm not going to force you to change. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to infect you with that. Oh, this is what I want for you. No, it's that I am just going to say that that's what needs to happen in order for things to get back on the right path. Let me reset. No, you hit her with that. And right there, that to me is the healthy way of doing it. It's just showing someone that this is the path for us getting back together. And you lay that out. So you say, listen, I just need you to understand my just a little bit more. I'm going to attempt to understand your your lifestyle a little bit more as well. And we can re- and we can repair this if it means something. But know full well that I don't need you to. I don't need you to change. It's on you. And see right there. That is asking without asking. It's asking without asking because you've told them this is what it is and you've shown them that I'm not attached to it. So either way, and you know, it's so unfair. 
it's so unfair to say to someone to come in with into a, a conversation of this nature and say, listen, I need you to change. I need you to change. It's so unfair to say that to someone because it's not, while we understand your intent with it, what you're actually doing and what you're actually saying to that person is that I need you to change dot, 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 because I need you. Fuck. Just breathe that shit in. Let's all just take a nice diaphragmic breath. Started in the balls, started in the eggs on that. Now also for the heads out there, I never exhale through the mouth. I only do it because it's a potter and you won't be able to hear it if uh, I did it through the nose. But it's always in through the nose, out through the nose. Good much time. Okay. That's the dot, dot, dot. When you say to someone, I need you to change, you're leaving off half that sentence, which is that dot, 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 because I need you, because I need you. And whenever you convey to someone that I need you, it already infects the water. It infects the water because in a, in a way in which that you probably don't even realize, you don't understand what that is. I don't sure if, I'm not sure if people who convey that message actually understand what they're doing to their partner when they do that. Essentially what you're doing is that you're, you're chaining them down. You're, you're making it harder for them to do what you actually want them to do. But hey, is it actually what you want them to do? Because if you actually wanted them to change based on their own evolution and based, of, based on their own volition, then you wouldn't need to infect it with this little caveat of, oh, also, it's because I actually need you. You wouldn't do that because that only, can you see for the girls and guys listening to this, can you see how that makes it so much more difficult for your person and, and your, your mirror and your partner, your sexual partner here to make a change? Whereas if you just say to them, hey, this is what I'm noticing about where we're at in life. I'm going down this journey. You're going down this journey. I'm seeing a lot of separation. I'm seeing a lot of misalignment. And I acknowledge my 50. I probably have not been doing the best I could be doing. I'm going to do the best I can do. I want you to tell me how I can do that for you, how I can bring a better version of myself to this relationship and try and understand you better, try and be more empathetic to you. And I ask that of the same of you, right? But if, but if you can't do that for me, it's okay. It's okay. And in that, it's okay, Therein lies the detachment in which that suffering is no longer prolonged, in which that suffering is no longer infused, encapsulated. It's not like a. It's not like the 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 Big Mac with fries. You know, you you tell them the Big Mac, but it's coming with fries as well. Fuck that fries. Fuck that Big Mac as well. Actually, fuck Mac as a general. But you know what I'm saying here is that don't add that. Don't add that. If you could just leave that, it's okay. It's, it's completely fine. You know, like for those of you, I'm going to switch gears here for a second. For those of you that are just learning about open freestyle relationships, open casual relationships in which that you're going to have to have the talk with your girl, your guy at the beginning saying that, you know, after the first time you guys have had sex, we need to sit down. We need to discuss where we're going with this. This is my 50. This is where I'm at. This is where I see for both of us. I'd like to know that from you as well. But please know full well. And when I talk about the T's and C's of the talk, of setting up an open style free relationship, you must add this in. This is the final pillar of that talk, which is that, and it's okay. And it's okay if you don't want to be a part of this because I don't need you to. And hey, when you allow the space, they will fill it. 
when you allow the space for someone to make a true decision based on their own desire, volition, they can then feel that for you. They can then feel that space. Now, of course, there's also the potential that they will leave that space, but they will never truly be able to feel it in a way that you wish them to if you are placing all these caveats, all this insertion, this insertion, these caveats, these, these add-ons, these... Uh, these jokens, these conditions in Japanese, these conditions. No, don't make it conditional. We talk, you know, and it's one of the most cliche things. You talk about unconditional love. You want to talk about that for a second? To me, unconditional love is saying that, listen, we're going to be on the stranded island together, but at the same time, if you ever want to leave, that's fine. That's fine. I will, I will never keep you here in a opposition to your desires. To me, that's unconditional love because there is no condition on me needing you, you needing me. Unconditional love is that just because of your essence, just because of your essence of who you are as a being, I love you always. And in the wise words of someone who I cannot remember their name right now, love is what remains after being in love has burnt away. I should probably actually get her name. It's Cassandra something. It's a book on tantric sex. I can't remember, but... And I'm still probably not even the exact quote, but listen, you know, that's that's what it is to me, man. That's what it is. Ooh, that came out. That came out good. <laughs> I don't know. I just, that felt good to me. It felt good to me. Hmm. Hmm. You know? Ah, so the show. So... So I feel like we've dived into a lot of shit here. We dived into a lot of things. We've definitely talked about identifying misalignment. We've definitely talked about. Uh, oh, hold up! I, I was almost about to dive into a summary there. Hang on a second. So how do you how do you clip this? How do you cut this? Let's say, let's say, yeah, let's take let's take it in for the let's go in for the final play here. Let's say that all of a sudden, not all of a sudden. But let's say that. Uh, Steve always listens to this now and he's had that conversation with her and they have now realized and he's done his absolute best. He's done his absolute best to throw this conversation at her unconditionally. And he's, uh, he's really just laid it out and all of a sudden these two have decided we're not right for each other. Is that it? Do we just cut each other off for the rest of life now? What happens after this? This is actually an interesting thing that I don't feel like I've ever talked a lot about. Uh but I have received questions on. I do respond to this question quite a bit in the DMs on on the gram at Tang one. I do uh, respond to these DMs as to actually, yeah, I was just I was talking to a girl the other day who's in a uh, in a oh, she's she's bisexual, she's in a lesbian relationship, and she was asking me about how much contact do I now have with this person in the post in the post of telling them that we're not right for each other, we need to move on, we need to grow apart from each other. Oh, and also, full disclosure here, I'm painting this out as a thought exercise. I'm not telling uh, Steve, oh, yeah, you need, to, you need to break up. No, he, this is predicated on him having had this conversation. That's the work he needs to do. And if you're a girl listening to this, the work you need to do having with your guy or anyone else listening to this, that's the work you need to do. But let's say that you have done that work and you decide you're not right for each other. <clears throat> yes. Yes. This is where I want to go with this now. You've done that work now, that's it. Move quickly. Move quickly. Do not waste your life living in misalignment with misaligned people. There's almost nothing sadder. 
There's almost nothing sadder than to live another six months, one year, five years, ten years in in a relationship with someone in which that you know you are misaligned. That's the beauty of having this conversation I just talked about, in which that we get clarity. Now that's part one, or that's that's the that's yeah that's part one. Once you get clarity, though, once you know that oh for sure we are misaligned now, the more time it takes you to act upon that misalignment and to sever it and to cut it and to separate from this person and go off on your own journey now, the more time it takes from that, the more you are just wasting your life away. The more that you are degrading yourself, the more that you are. You're never going to get that time back. You are never going to get that time back. I've got mates that have been in relationships for three, five years past the point at which they knew that this was done. We were misaligned five years ago. Yet, because of my seeds of attachment, because of really my lack of confidence within myself to walk on my own, I just kept it going. It's just safe. You know, the cage comforts, as T.D. Jakes would say, the cage comforts. But the jungle beckons. And if you aren't willing to embrace that jungle, despite leaving, and knowing full well that I'm going to have to leave that safety and that comfort, you're just, you're just going to look back on a life that's just, in my opinion, wasted. Wasted. And there's very, you know, I often say, I often am very careful that term of wasted versus used. Used to me, if you're using life correctly, you're happy. To, you're, happy. you're joyous. You're bringing the best of your facilities to this world. That's someone who's using life to its fullest. But if you're living in misalignment, by its very default, you can't be doing that. Not to its fullest capacity. Now, you can do your best to sugarcoat shit. You can do your best to go through your life in which that, oh yeah, I'm just going to pretend that this thing with my partner is not there in which that we're not actually aligned with each other. You can pretend that that's not a thing and try and do the best for your family, try and do the best for your colleagues, try and do the best for your your sports team, your jiu-jitsu team, your, uh, your dojo. But you're never going to be able to bring the best of you to them. Why? Because the temple is not segregated. The temple is not, this, is not split up into different parts around the world. No, it's all integrated. Your life is integrated. If you have tremendous misalignment in one area, it will seep. Now, the stronger of us can hold back the toxicity. The stronger of us who are, who, who have, for whatever the reason may be, whether it might be your upbringing, it might just be your character, your experiences in life, which has built you into a strong person, you can hold back the toxicity for a while. Give me a sec. You can do your best to hold back that toxicity, but it's going to seep. And at which point is it going to just completely overflow into the rest of your temple? Only time will tell. Only time will tell. And only time that you will lose. You will never get that time back. So you might say, you might say, well, actually, oh, I want to give this another six months. I want to give this broken relationship, which I know is broken because I've ascertained that we are misaligned. I've had this conversation. I know it's broken. Uh, uh, the toxicity is there. It's already loaded. You're never going to get that six months back that you try and wait it out. You know, if it's, it's, it goes back to this uh, potter I made last, uh, the last potter in that the right time is now, right? The only time is now. You will never be ready. You, there will never be a point in time in which that you can't say to your partner, no, nah, let's give another six months. Let's give another three months. That will always exist. That option, that excuse will always exist to prolong and just keep putting up these bricks in this little section of your temple that is just a room full of toxicity and trying to stop it from overflowing into the rest of your family, the part of your temple that deals with family, part of your temple that deals with your physical development, your mental development, your other social development with friends and colleagues, your purpose in life, right? 
you can do your best and the stronger of us can prolong that as much as we can. But at some point, it will overflow. That's for sure. Whether it's one of two things, it either overflows or you die first, in which that you only lived a life in which, in which seeping, techno, uh, seeping toxicity was affecting the rest of your temple. Do you want to live that life? It's your decision. It's your decision. Do you want to live a life in which that you know full well and have acknowledged that I could be doing better for myself? Not, and you know, don't take that in the rom-com way. Like, oh, I could be doing, I could find a better person. No, it's got not, I don't give a fuck about the other person at this point. This is about your own well-being. Because if you can't maintain your own well-being, and if you can't maintain a strong emotional state in which that you can bring the best of yourself to every other endeavor in your life, every other section of your temple, then listen, you're compromised. You're absolutely compromised, and you will never be able to bring the best of yourself to someone else. And this is some shit. This is some shit that I will hammer in for the rest of time that I will... I have gone on many times in this potter because to me, it's just everything. It's everything. Hang on. You know, it's been sunshine and it's been nothing but sunshine and, uh, and blue skies today. It's beautiful weather for March. It's really strange. Global warming for sure. Uh, hold on. Just getting some water in this. But all of a sudden, this massive clouds have just come over. I might have to check the camera in a second. Ooh, that ginger water, though. Fresh cut ginger. Yes, sir. Himalayan pig salt. Yes, sir. Here we go. So, I need you to check that. I need you to check yourselves on what type of life are you willing to live because you never get time back. And this is a falsehood that we all know, that we all accept until we evolve to the point in which we no longer will accept it. It's really two different people in life. You're in the stage of life in which that I fully acknowledge that I'm living in misalignment, whether it be with my body, with my mental state, my friends and family, with my sexual partner, with my purpose in life, and that's okay. And that's okay. I will ignore that. I'm either at that stage in life, I'll ignore that, and I'll just allow that to seep, and I'll put up this, I'll put up these paper walls and these bricks that are temporary, right? And I'll, and I'll just let that seep out. I know it's going to affect the rest of my life, but it's too painful to deal with right now. So fuck it. I'm just going to live a subpar rest of my life at least though it it it's it uh, it abstains it, it it delays the tremendous pain of having to deal with that toxicity right now you're either in that stage of life or you've evolved to the point in which that the very moment you sense some form of toxicity some form of misalignment between anything going on in your life you address it immediately you address it immediately and go i will not allow this to affect every other area of my life because acknowledging full well that Hey, hey, we we aren't separate. We are not separated. There is no sequestering, segregation. There is no blocking off of what is going on in my life in any area to any other area. How you are is how you are. You're all you're just one. You are just one. And the sooner you can get to that evolution, and yes, you will have to address that toxicity in the short term, which will be painful. I'm not saying you know I I talk very uh. I talk, sometimes I give off the idea that I'm, I'm very disconnected emotionally, but I, listen, I've, I've actually, maybe not in this pot, but maybe in the past people got that idea. In this pot, I think I've done a pretty good job of um, laying out both sides of the equation. But I'm not saying for at any moment that it, there will not be some form of, whether it be physical or psychological trauma. No, nah. as human beings, 
as human beings, we are all walking the path of learning to deal with our emotions. And, and as far, I've never met someone perfect at it. I'm not perfect at it. That's the idea, though. We want to we want to strive to perfection, knowing full we'll probably never reach it, not in our lifetimes. But to say that there won't be some form of pain, some form of tears coming out of this, you know, like I remember my last long-term breakup, the long-term serious relationship breakup, there were tears. But I'll be honest with you, there were tears of joy. There were tears of joy. We were crying together because we knew this is what we both needed. It's fucking beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. But was there not a, a little moment after that in which we go, oh, fuck. Fuck, this is it. This is it. And you feel this, like, you feel the dawn. You feel the dawn of sadness begin and you dive into it for a second, but you realize mm, this is not me anymore. I'm not going to allow myself to wallow in these depths of sadness and I'm going to get back on my journey and start creating again. So, but it's not to say that you won't fall into that, that abyss, that abyss of sadness. It's there. It is there. It's just how long are you willing to stay within that? How long are you willing to stay in a relationship which that you know is misaligned? These are decisions. These are questions you must ask yourself. And we're at the point now where we can get fine tooth about it. If you're listening at this point, we're at the point in which that you've been through this journey of me on the last, over the last hour and a bit or whatever, and you've acknowledged all these things we've, 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 uh, we've explored. We've explored, we've covered our bases to know whether we are at the point to have this discussion of ourselves. And if you're at this point, I was going to say please, but it's not please. It's just make your decision. Make your decision. That's all I want. That's all I want for myself and all I would ask of someone who is investing in this area of self-cultivation. Just be honest. Either acknowledge you are that person who is willing to live a subpar, subpar quality of life. You acknowledge you are a person who is willing to live a subpar quality of life in which that the toxicity, while temporarily sustained for now, will seep out to the rest of your temple, fine. Just acknowledge that that is the type of person I am. You're good. You're good. You know, that's like the, that's the, the overweight person who acknowledges, yeah, I am overweight, but I'm just going to live this life anyway. I have no problems with that. I have no problems with that because they are honest about it. But it's the people that are deluded. It's your delusions. If your seeds of delusion, they go, no, 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 just give them some more time. It's the same thing with thinking, I'll be ready in six months. I'll be ready in 12 months. No, you'll never be fucking ready. It's either now or it's never, right? The only way you'll ever know that you are ready is if you go through the experience, in which case it did not matter because you know I've gone through the experience and have the reference point of knowing whether I was ready or not. But you never know you are ready until you go through the experience. Fuck yeah. Right? This, this is some shit right now. So you've acknowledged that that's the person that you are. And that's the person you're willing to live with. And you're just not ballsy enough. You just do not have the eggs. You don't have the stones to acknowledge and to move to the type of person that is now going to be the opposite of, hey, I will address pain here and now. I will address toxicity here and now at the onset. And I'll make decisions here and now. I will not waste my life. I will not get to 70 years old and look back on a life, 90 years old, look back on a life and go, fuck. I spent five, ten years in a broken relationship in which I knew was broken. And I didn't do shit about it because I just didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the stones and I didn't have old eggs to be able to make the decision and to be able to walk a journey of my own, to enact my own autonomous power and to walk my own journey. Hey, it's like it's just the decision. And this is what I love about this photo is that I'm not telling you what's right or wrong because there is no right or wrong. All I can paint for you is what each path leads down towards. 
what each path leads to. You now make your decision. You now say to me, hey, Adam, Adam, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you because I now I've realized that I was harboring an intense amount of cognitive bias in which I was just rationalizing, rationalizing and justify, justifying all these different things in my mind. But now you brought that to light. Fuck you. <laughs> but here's my decision, right? So you might not be happy. I'm sure there's a lot of you listening to this that if you came to this bottle because you were, you were looking to try and isolate what's going on in your relationships, it's probably a lot of you right now that aren't very happy what I've just told you about. Good. If you're not happy, good. I like that. I want to make you feel uncomfortable. I want to make you feel, I want to bring all of your toxicity to light so that you can understand it. Because, I mean, this is the thing is that you might, you might be unhappy with all of this. You might not agree with all of this. You might, you might disagree with everything that I've said, but you could never at one point say to me that Adam was acting in an integral way and an unintegral way. You can never question my integrity. You can never question my authenticity or my directness. I have not sugarcoated shit. I have told you how it is and what it is. If you're unhappy about that, then hey, I don't give a shit. If you're not gonna make, if you're not gonna change your life as a result of this, I don't give a shit. If you are gonna change your life as a result of this, I don't give a shit. You know why? Because it's your life. It's your life. For better or worse, it is your life. All I am here to do is paint the paths of what you could potentially choose to do. Yeah. Reset. Holy shit. So that was a, that's a good point to wrap up, I think. I think that's a some point right there. So let me say this in summary. Number one, if you really want to tag it back up. The way that you even work out to that question of how to let go of a broken relationship, well, the first thing you need to understand is, is the relationship broken? The, the key determining factor to know whether your relationship is broken or not is to understand whether you or your partner are willing to change. If the seeds and desire of change are there, that's it. It's not broken. It's not broken because then you can work. I don't care. Show me, show me the two most dysfunctional people in the world in a most dysfunctional relationship, but they both have the true desire to change. We can work with that. It's not fully broken. It's not worth ending this right now. However, if either one of you do not desire the change, do not desire to change for yourselves, for yourselves, not desiring the other person to change, but at the core level, you don't have the desire to change and they don't have the desire to change. That's a broken relationship. No longer stay in that. That's it. Cut it off. Move off, right? To the islands, to the rivers. You guys don't want to be in the same river anymore and you aren't even willing uh, to understand each other and what's going on within that. Separate separate your boats. Go down different rivers, different islands, right? You don't want to be on the same island? Hop island. Skip over, right? No need to prolong this. Unless you... Unless... No need to prolong this unless you wish to look back on a life that is wasted. If you want to live a wasted life, by all means. And I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to fucking stop you. You want to live a wasted life? <laughs> I'm smiling about that. I smile about that because it's funny. It's funny because it's, it's like it doesn't affect anyone else but you. The quality of your life solely rests upon yourself. All right? Regardless of your circumstances, your financial upbringing, your social upbringing, right, where you are, you might be a third world, you might be a kid that was born without any legs and arms and you barely have a grain of rice to eat each day, but you still have the last remaining freedom of all human beings, and that is to choose your attitude towards life, something that you'll learn from Viktor Frankl in uh, Man's Search for Meaning. And with that attitude... You can live a happy, joyous life in which that you can bring the best of yourself. Hey, the best of yourself to all beings. You can cultivate a path in which that you're liberating others on their journeys 
just through providing that true source of joy, love, and compassion in an equanimous way. You can do that with any legs and arms and a grain of rice. Am I saying that it's that it's easier than someone who's living up in Fifth Avenue? I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is that it can be done. It can be done. You choose it. You choose it's your choice. So that's a wrap up. That's a wrap up. What a session. What a session. I'm not mad at this triple shot matcha though. I'm not sure if it's because we haven't done a poto in a while and I've just got shit tons of energy. I'm not sure if it's the banana I had an hour ago if it's just kicking in right now. It's probably the triple shot match, let's be honest here. But I've got tremendous amounts of energy. Normally by the end of potos, I kind of tag, I kind of fry, frag my own mind, but uh, that's interesting. It's interesting that we've still got a lot of energy at this point. So I'll, I'll uh, oh, I forgot to fucking mention, holy shit, holy shit. I'm just realizing at this point, I've completely forgot to add any of the outdoing or the this the surrounding context of life into this potter. Normally at the beginning of the potters, I at least update you guys of what's going on um, with with just the journey, what's going on with the bowl, what's going on with up. I, I think I mentioned upcoming boot camps in New York. I, I'm going to mention that again in the outro, but um, because for the oh no, the outro is in the YouTube version. It's in both audio and YouTube. So I'll save that. All I'm gonna say here is that thank you guys for being with me. The outro is gonna run right now. I catch you guys then. Ja. Thank you so much for diving in on this potter, my friends. It's been an absolute time. And if you would like to connect with me outside of this potter, dive deeper, hit me up on the gram at uitang1, double tang one That's where the daily content is. And I encourage you guys to get over there. Slide me those DMs. You got feedback, slide me those DMs. I really appreciate all of that stuff, my friends. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by bulldozer.com where you guys can pick up the ebook, Crash Court's Kick-Ass Day Game. You can book one-on-one Skype coaching, bust through your limiting bleeds, create action plans, and also booking for those immersive day game boot camps which of course i will remind you right now in new york june 7 and 8 there is one position available for that i'm available for future dates and different cities in the u.s as well if you're in a different city want me to come down slam me that message over at boulders.com and you can get there's a whole bunch of videos inspirational videos there you can check out and uh, i can lay you out all the information on that and if you guys would like to support this potter you can do so by donating anything that you wish through the paypal link paypal.me forward slash adam oi and I'm so grateful, so grateful for those of you that are so generous in that way. Thank you so much. And that wraps us up. Absolute time. Been a while since the potter. We came back hard. Came back hot in this session. You guys have suggestions for future potters. You just want to get your own context answered. Slide me the DM at either uh, Uitang1 on the gram or potters.com in the about me section. There's a contact form there. So with that being said, I wish you guys the best in your journeys. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.